I'm probably going to have to use a lot of bleeps. What kind of bleep sound would you recommend if we're going to bleep? Clown horn. Clown horn. Okay. <laughs> or a okay. duck. Duck is pretty good. Welcome to I'll Remember That. My name is Drew Beebe, and this show is about the life advice that, for whatever reason, just sticks with you. Each episode, I'm going to share a piece of advice that someone has taught me, but then we're going to reach back out to that person and pick it apart. So let's get into it. Today, I'm sharing a piece of journalism advice. You gotta put the on the table. This advice really needs context, so let's just get right into the conversation. I was given this family-friendly kernel of wisdom from a friend and former co-worker, Brandon Lissy. And once he explains it, I hope you'll understand why this phrase has stuck with me for so long. Well, thanks, Brandon, for joining me on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Drew. It's good to talk. So I was working on a story about a new pinball machine that was coming out. Yes. Yep, yep. And uh, the company that was producing the pinball machine sort of halfway through filming the story said, you can't see it. You can't see the new machine. We're not going to show it to you. Big problem. Huge problem. Right. So I had to decide, can I still make this story? So you and I were working together at the time. Uh, We were friends. We were coworkers. And uh, I came to you and you said, no, you said we can't do it. I said they sunk your battleship. Exactly. So I think I I asked why or whatever, and you told me, you got to put that on the table. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think that was what I was expecting you to say, but you said it nonetheless. Um, Can you explain what you meant by that? Yeah. What I meant by that advice was, look, if you can't show the table, like you don't have anything, you have to show the thing. You can't hint around it in documentary if your documentary is about, you know, drug use, you can't, you know, not show the realities of that lifestyle because everybody can talk about a pinball table and not see it. But if you can't see it, it doesn't exist in in documentary. So either you have it or you don't is the sort of the advice here. And at that point we did not have it, but I have other applications of that advice and nicer ways to say it and more inclusive (laughs) ways to say it. Uh, I've grown a lot since then. I think it may be worth clarifying that when you say you got to put it on the table, or maybe rather- It's really tough to say. It's it's hard to say now. In this public context, it's hard to say. Go ahead. Uh, We're not referring to the pinball table, right? Because the word table- is also thrown around a lot in the pinball story. The table is what you're making, and the (laughs) metaphorical (laughs) genitals are your most important part. You know, you you have to be able to show people the best thing. I think it's an amalgam of two things. One is in The Wire, when they're like, we got to put dope on the table, and they go on a campaign to do what they call buy busts. It's a way of showing people results. And tomorrow, on the 6 o'clock news... We put a lot of dope on the table. A lot of it. Dope on the table. I combine it also with a story that Dave Chappelle told about how he went to get um, his show renewed. And it's about how he went into the room and the guy was like, here's $50 million. 
And before he could grab it, the guy unzipped his pants and put his on the money and said, all you have to do is pick up the and move it out of the way. And it's a way of sort of, I don't know, asserting ownership or something. It's it's also very, you know, sexist and gross and all that stuff now. That, <laughs> But I guess the point was at that time it was like, you have to show the thing. You can't not have the most important thing in your doc. Like I said, it doesn't exist otherwise. And again, in the context of not a public <laughs> podcast eight years ago, it was a metaphor no. that was completely understood by two people who had worked together for years. <laughs> so... so there are a lot of successful stories that don't necessarily produce the answer at the center of the mystery. Name one. I'll wait. Serial. <laughs> Serial? Only the most popular podcast ever created. Well, I guess sure. Joe Rogan is more popular, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But Serial. <laughs> how, how do you square, like, there is no on the table in Serial, and it's yeah. it's incredible. It's, it's fantastic. I think the on the table in Serial is the journey to be honest with you. And that's a convenient way to manipulate my advice, obviously. <laughs> but I don't think that they told you there was going to be an answer in the podcast. And, you know, the, I think then this this sort of murder journey culminated in that HBO doc, right? The um, Fred the Fred Durst, oh my God. <laughs> uh, wait, you're talking about uh, the jinx? <laughs> yes, the jinx. I think that sort of that style of storytelling like culminated in that doc and that doc very much did have an answer. And that is what made it, I think, so explosive was that end moment. Obviously, people love the journey, mm -hmm. but then it went to 11 when that moment. I mean, I, I, I if I was holding a plate, I dropped it and it crashed <laughs> in the floor, you know? Yeah. Um, but when the, you but heard, they, didn't, you they didn't have that moment when they embarked on, you know, the no, journey but that is it. what made it. Great. You know, obviously they got it eventually, right? Right. And I actually worked with someone who worked on the doc later and I was talking about how they found it. And it was like this complete mistake and how they found it. But that, I think if you had not had that moment and you spent all that time with them, you would have been a little bit like, okay, well, thanks. <laughs> but that's what you need. I mean, it's, it's tough because he's building the train while it's moving. He's making this great documentary over the course of years, right? And um, having that is part luck and part just extreme amounts of work. But I'm sure he sat, I don't know, I've never talked to him and I don't claim to know his process, but I will imagine myself in that situation. I'm sure I would sit and how do I end this? How does this end? Sure. What is what is going to happen here that will end this? Because he, you know, you're going to keep making it for until it's over. And it wasn't over until you found that soundbite and then you're like oh yeah that's that's it that's the thing yeah okay my last question is is there any piece of advice that you've gotten that has stuck with you and who gave it to you yes so i've been in therapy and the advice is similar to what we've been talking about it's better phrased um more appropriate and it's just to convey your emotions and your needs when you get them and it, people will appreciate it more than you hiding it um and not saying anything. And that's a big, big change in my life was figuring out how to tell people what I need and how I felt in a way that brought us closer together. Not funny, Drew. This is not ending <laughs> on the laugh. Very dour uh, emotional consequences of years of torment. But this, that's, that has changed my life is just to, to be able to talk to people about what I feel and need um, and not try to hide it from people, which is essentially the advice I gave you. Well, thanks, Brandon, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again for giving me the advice. It meant a lot to me. 
Our friendship means a lot to me, and if the advice helped at all, it makes me extremely, extremely happy and honored. What do you think? Good advice? Bad advice? Inappropriate advice? Whatever you say, you have to admit it's memorable advice. Now, I'd like to read some of the advice that you submitted. This one comes secondhand from Amanda. She says that an old man once told her husband, Zach, to find a partner you can watch TV with. Because someday when you're old, that's all that'll be left to do. Okay, uplifting. So do you have any favorite advice? I want to know. Send it to me in a review of this show on Apple Podcasts, and I'll read one after each episode. Just a quick announcement. I've decided to make this podcast a limited run of 10 episodes, at least for now. So this is episode eight, and I want to thank you for listening to the show this far. I hope you'll stick around for the last two episodes. I think you'll like them. All right, that's it. See you on the next one.